1: Well, hello, I'm Janet Morana, Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. Well, today we are going international. You know, there are atrocities that happen, not just here in the United States, but all over the world. And there is a dear friend of mine, a woman who is so brave, so courageous, and has worked for decades to help people in China. And also now in Africa, and we're gonna learn about her newest initiative. She is the president and founder of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. Reggie Littlejohn, welcome to the program. Thank you, Janice. Wonderful (laughs) to be here. (laughs) Well, I know you have been picking up the mantle for a very long time in China. And just so people can grasp, we all hear about. You know, the China's one one child policy, two child policy, so forth and so on. And you've been in China for over a decade helping to save little girls. But just give us a snapshot of how bad is things under the Chinese government?
2: So in terms of being in in China for a decade, this year is the 10th anniversary of our Save a Girl campaign in China. And um, so we are are just very excited about all the hundreds of baby girls that we've been able to save. And 10 years ago when we founded this program, the main issue was forced abortion by the government under the One Child policy. So that, you know, if if a person was either not married or they were pregnant a second time, um, they could actually be forcibly aborted by the government up to the ninth month of pregnancy. And sometimes these forced abortions were so violent that the women themselves died along with their full term babies. So China now understands that they don't have enough kids. So they went from a one child policy to a two child policy to a three child policy and um, under the three child policy, there is still forced abortion. It's not as rampant as it was because they need kids, but nevertheless, they have not changed the law. You, you still need to be married and you can only have three kids. So if you're not married or it's a fourth kid, you can still be forcibly aborted. But the main thing that we are focusing on right now is what we call gender side, which is the sex selective abortion or abandonment or neglect of baby girls, um, which it, which was extremely intense under the one child policy, because if you could, because of son preference, um, if people could only have one kid, they would want a boy, right?
1: Yes. Uh,
2: but mm-hmm. now even under the two child policy and the three child policy, we still have an issue with baby girls, um, not as much getting aborted, although that does happen um, because China is really cracking down on abortion because they need more kids but more on abandonment and neglect, especially for um, second daughters and God forbid, a third daughter. It's really sad, Janet. It's like wh- where we are in the Chinese countryside, and I can't tell you where we are. It's a big secret because we want to continue to avoid uh, the Chinese you know, womb police, but women are ridiculed for having two daughters and especially three daughters is like a, a shameful thing their mother-in-law will not talk to them they shun them they feel terrible and so what happens a lot of times especially um with COVID the COVID lockdowns so we were in we are in a farming community and when China locked down and they did that repeatedly it would happen during the harvest and so then our families would not be able to get their vegetables or, or whatever, their grains to market because there was a lockdown. And so it would just rot. And so they had no income. So they thought of the unthinkable, which is, well, this baby girl is just an extra mouth to feed. And so why don't we just give her, um, to a childless couple? Uh, and of course that's the idea of the mother-in-law, mm-hmm. and the husband, not the idea of the actual mother. She doesn't want to give up her daughter, so we have been um, in China helping women keep their daughters. By um, we're the only organization in the world that has boots on the ground inside of China. We go to people, we go to people's doors and say, "I understand that you have a baby girl. Congratulations on your daughter. Girls are as good as boys, and we will give you a monthly stipend of twenty five dollars per month." for a year or longer to empower you to keep your daughter. And so these women uh, we've saved hundreds of baby girls this way. They're able to go to their mothers-in-law. They're able to go to their husbands and say, look, I can't abort, abandon this baby girl. She's a lucky girl. She's already bringing money into the family. And so for $25 a month, you can save, basically keep a baby girl um,
1: with her mother in China. So, you know what, Reggie, Um, you provided us on your website a really good, insightful um, clip about this. So let's take a look at that now.
2: According to one U.N. estimate, there are up to 200 million women and girls missing in the world because of sex-selective abortion and abandonment. That number, 200 million, is greater than all the casualties of all the wars of the 20th century combined. So for me, this is the true war against women. Something that people don't realize is that even under the the new two-child policy, or even if there was no coercive birth control in China at all, there'd still be gendercide because people for whatever reason, they prefer boys over girls. After the two-child policy was instituted, there was an incident of a woman who was whose husband forced her to abort four baby girls in a year. And then she died. Women's Rights Without Frontiers is unique in that we are the only organization that has a network inside of China that is actively saving baby girls. And uh, we've saved hundreds of baby girls in China. One story that was particularly meaningful to me was of this one woman who was being pressured to have an ultrasound. And she dragged her feet, finally went into the ultrasound and discovered not only did she have one, but she was carrying two baby girls. So even under the two-child policy, she would have used up her entire quota and both of them would have been girls. So her mother-in-law started the pressure to her for her to abort those baby girls, and she didn't want to. She wanted to give birth to her daughters, and she didn't know what to do. So. Fortunately, our field worker found out about this and went to her door and said, congratulations on your twin daughters. Uh, Girls are as good as boys and we're not only going to offer you one, but we will offer you two monthly stipends for a year to empower you to keep your daughters. And with the encouragement and with the promise of resources, she was able to to convince her mother-in-law, convince her husband to allow her to give birth to these girls And now, of course, everybody's in love with these baby girls. They're totally adorable. And we at Women's Rights Without Frontiers believe that every girl has a right to draw breath on this earth and that every woman has the right to give birth to her daughter. Girls do not deserve to be terminated just for the crime of being female. Our field workers on the ground in China are incredibly brave. They're flying under the radar screen from the Chinese Communist Party at great risk for themselves. They go in rain, sleet, snow, and make sure that those women get that stipend every month that helps them support their daughters. And they need our help. So I would invite you to join me in what I think is the greatest women's rights battle of our age.
1: You know, Reggie, I've seen this before, but every time I see it, it really brings tears to my eyes to think, how could anybody want to abandon or abort any baby, <clears throat> girl or boy? But um, you've made such inroads. So 10th anniversary. So in 10 years, what is the approximate number of baby girls you have saved? Oh, it's it's um, over 300 at this point. Wow. That's amazing. You know, and, and uh, when you think about it, both the Lord and Mother Teresa would say, if you did all that work for just one baby, just one, uh, it would have been worth it. But you saw, saved, saved over 300 of them. And the other thing about China, as we know, um, there is a problem right now. Isn't it that the men can't find enough wives like to marry? Isn't that another issue because of this slaughter of baby girls for so long? Well, yes. Okay, so... These men, they they call them
2: bare branches because they will um you know they're, they're the end of the line. They will not reproduce, they will not find wives. Um and what this does is it it gives this this absolute like it, it drives the human trafficking and sexual slavery machine within China and also from surrounding countries because these men can't find Chinese wives, and so women are lied to or even kidnapped or whatever from surrounding countries to become forced uh, brides of
1: these Chinese men. Wow. Now, in addition to saving baby girls, I know you also have a program in China about saving the widows. Isn't that correct?
2: Right. So we, what we, um, what we realized in, saving these baby girls is that in the same area where we were saving the girls, there are these abandoned widows that people don't even think about. Uh, but I call them the invisible victims of the one child policy. And they, um, you know, they are just absolutely uh, bereft. Okay. So they don't have any, under yeah. normal circumstances, the Chinese culture used to venerate the elderly. And they, and and the, in the farming communities, they would have large, Um, large families. And then when a couple got elderly, they would be cared for by their large families and now they don't have large families anymore. And these elderly are not cared for. And they have a a real problem with senior suicide, especially women committing suicide in the Chinese countryside. And so we do the same thing for these, these elderly widows. When we, when we hear about one through our network, we'll go to her door and we will say, um, you are a human being created by God in his image, which is something most of these have, women have never heard before in communist China. And, we'll, and we say, we, we want to give you $25 a month so that you can eat every day, maybe heat your room, just lift this poverty a, a little bit and then visit you every month to show you that somebody cares and somebody loves you. And um, most of the response is, well, okay, what do you want in return? Because in communist China, this is unheard of for somebody to just give you something because because you need it. And we we'll say, well, what we want in return is for you to be able to eat and to know the right. stuff, that you're loved. And these women are just incredibly grateful for this. Um, so, well, Reggie,
1: you know, um, if people really are, are kind of their hearts are being touched right now, they want to help the baby girls in China or widows in China, brothers and sisters, you can go to Reggie's website, uh, womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org, and you can. There's a donate button there and you can donate for China, for the baby, save the girls or for the widows program or both, uh, which is wonderful. So now you have all this great work you're doing in China, but I know. You were led to go to Africa and help there. Tell us about how you wound up helping widows in Uganda. <laughs> that's that's a, a common question. It's like, why are you
2: in Uganda? I thought you were the China girl. And we are women's rights without frontiers. We can go anywhere and we can help any, anyone. Uh, and the reason that we are in Uganda is, number one, that the Ugandan widows are, are really suffering Uh, But number two, because we have faithful partners there. So I uh, was supporting a ministry decades ago in Uganda uh, that was sort of a a ministry to impoverished kids in the countryside. And I actually went to Uganda to visit the ministry and to see what they were doing. And so we were at a village where we were seeing the school that they had made for the kids. and so the, the head of, of, of the ministry, his name is Moses, said, "Excuse me, I need to, um, you know, I need to do something." And I said, "Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> can I come with you?" And he said, "Yes." So we walked down this this windy, uh, tall grass pathway down into a ravine, and there were two of the most destitute people I've ever ever seen in my life. They were they were widows. There they, they had nothing. They were sitting under a tree with a torn tarp um, to keep them out of the sun. They were in- incredibly thin and he gave them just a little bit of money to help them eat a meal that day. And it's interesting because I went there to, I went to Uganda to see the kids and what I can, and, what, and the, the issue that was seared into my memory was the mem, was these widows. Um, and so then decades later, you know, after having founded women's rights without frontiers after having been saving baby girls and widows, um, you know, in, in China, the opportunity came up I, to do this in Uganda. And so now we're also saving widows in Uganda um, and the widows in Uganda. They have different problems the, than the widows in China. Uh, in Uganda, instead of having a small family because of one child policy, two child policy, they have a small family because of infant mortality. We, we have, we had, what well, we had, she's passed away now, but we had one widow who had 10 children and nine of them did not make it to adulthood. Nine out of 10. Wow. Can you imagine burying nine of your own kids? I mean, she was a very broken person and we were so honored to be able to give her $25 a month and just give her some comfort in the last years of her life. Wow. Another problem that the widows in Uganda have is AIDS. Um, that's different from China. So in Uganda they have an issue with AIDS, and what will happen is that the husband will go out and do what he does and get AIDS, and bring home bring it home and infect his wife, and then he will die, and then she's a widow with AIDS. Um, so you can read the stories of these widows on my website. Um, I don't say when people have AIDS because that's you know I, I would estimate maybe a third of the of the widows have AIDS, but you know I'm not going to put that on on the, on the you know, on the internet. Um,
1: but that's another problem that they have. So, yeah. Well, you know what, Reggie, you provided us also, uh, a beautiful, uh, video showing some of the positive things you've been doing for these widows. So let's take a look at that video now.
0: And uh, the women's rights without frontier this is Olivia the field worker down here in Uganda Africa I'm here to bring all the appreciation for what you're doing in the lives of the widows and among all the many many things you've done What an amazing Easter meal that you provided. We want to thank you so much that you brought a smile on the lives of the widows as you're yet to see. Our day began so, so well with the youth preparing the meal as you can see the firewood that's how we cook our meals here others were in the church busy preparing the cups and putting the tablecloth and setting up the venue for this day it was such an amazing day we kicked off the day very powerful and we went out in the field to collect the widows They were very very excited and guess what, we had wonderful energetic youth who were able to lift the widows to bring them. As you're going to see we got uh, some issues around like our van had to get got a flat tire and we had to push it because the roads are bad. But thank God we were able to bring all the widows to church and it was amazing. Among the many, many things that were done, we had a wonderful breakfast where all these old ladies were able to get a cup of tea with wonderful guineas, and that was amazing to them and oh my goodness the laughter the dancing the widows most of them did not have a smile but you brought a smile on them they ended up dancing exercising and we had an amazing buffet oh the buffet was so amazing the widows were able to get their traditional food they want as you can see they had the soup the gravy in uh, in the banana leaves as you can see them enjoying and we had chicken we had beef we had bananas We had all the vegetables you can think about. We want to thank you. Miss Reggie, thank you for bringing a smile. Most of them say they would have been dead by now if it wasn't for the help of the women's rights without Frontier. And Miss Reggie, we cannot thank you enough. And among all the things that were done was the cutting of the cake. Oh, the cake was so delicious. I know some of them are not allowed to take sugar, but for only this time they were able to taste the cake, which they've taken long to taste. Thank you so, so much. And then later we had to go to the field to meet the old ladies who couldn't make it to church. Some of them a hundred years plus, they are really very old and they can no longer move. So we were able to take a meal to them, but this would not be possible without your help. Thank you for loving Uganda. Thank you for loving uh, the widows and these old people. They would have been dead by now, but we can't thank you enough. Thank you, Miss Reggie. Thank you so much, and we love you.
1: Wow, Reggie, I'm sure that was an Easter celebration. They, they will never, ever forget. And I want everyone to understand, you just didn't do this on Easter now. It's ongoing, like you just said. You're helping to provide some of these widows with that monthly support, aren't you?
2: well that's that's the thing is we have widows we have 30 widows in uganda and we have about 10 who've passed away that we helped them through the last years of their life they're extremely grateful and they you know their families say that they live much longer because we were helping them but these widows that we have in uganda um you know we are providing them with monthly support and some of them you know use it to buy medication some of them use it to buy food whatever it's just a little bit of of alleviation of poverty but this party that we put on this easter party um i'm sure was the highlight of their year if not the highlight of their decade um and it was and 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 so we were working with a church in uganda it's called the gospel messengers church and a lot of these women are coming to faith um because of the love that they are receiving from this church and something i really love too is that the youth group are the ones that put in the energy to make this all happen so it's like getting young together with,
1: with the old, and, and everybody's blessed by it. Yeah, it's remarkable. Well, Reggie, uh, once again, I just want to thank you for your courage. Uh, you're going to some places where others would dare not to even go. And you have been a fighter, and I know you'll continue fighting for the least of these, both the widows and those baby girls. So, Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Janet. And, you know, this is what the Bible says, is that
2: true religion is helping the widows and the orphans in their distress. And so that's what we're trying to do.
1: That's right. God bless you, Reggie. Continue the fight on. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope that you have been inspired now. But also, too, I'm going to challenge you now. Go to Reggie's website, okay? Women's Rights Without Frontiers.org. Again, Women's Rights withoutfrontiers.org, and think about being a monthly donor. Uh, If you donate every month, just that $25, you could be helping a little girl be saved in China, a widow in China, or a widow in Uganda. So again, go to her website and get involved today, because you know what, brothers and sisters, there are some lives only you can save. Keep, Keep that in mind. Join us again next time. Thank you, and God bless.